Welcome, everybody. It's time to climb aboard your surfboard, catch a wave, and ride the latest in sales pipeline technology here on Sales Pipeline Radio with your host, that uh, host with the most, Matt Hines. Hey. How are you doing, Paul? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm great. You look fantastic today, by the way. I'm dressed up today here. I'm in a holiday mood here. It is, I love the holiday spirit. I mean, you always look fantastic, but you usually look <laughs> extremely comfortable. I'm just yes. seeing you in like, a t-shirt. <laughs> Um, you know, you're, 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 our, our amazing producer Paul is, is uh, produces our show from Southern California, and always looks like an engineer. He looks like, I wish I could dress every single day. He's like wearing a t-shirt and a ball cap, and just looking extremely comfortable. You look great today, but there's no ball cap. Uh, you, your hair is styled. You've got a great looking sweater with a collared shirt underneath it. Wow. Very, I, I don't know if you're going for an interview or something. Today. I must. <laughs> well, actually, we're doing some video testing later today. Here, we're going to do some video too. So I thought I'd address up here. Very impressive. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much for all the work you do for us on Sales Pipeline Radio. Excited to have you all here again. Uh, if you're joining us live, uh, as we are here live every Thursday at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern, uh, excited to have you here. If you're joining us through the on-demand podcast that is available uh, for free at iTunes and Google Play, thanks very much for joining us. Our job here at Sales Pipeline Radio is to bring you some of the best insights in sales and marketing. If it's related to the pipeline, any element of the pipeline, uh, we we cover it here. Last week, we had a great conversation uh, with the author of the book, Sell with a Story, Lead with a Story, and even Parenting with a Story, and uh, wasn't specific to either sales uh, or demand gen, but was a great reminder that storytelling is a core part of managing your funnel. And today, I'm very excited to talk uh, with Jessica Fulis, who joins us from Demandbase. And we're going to be talking about the increased complexity of selling into B2B marketing, excuse me, into B2B uh, targets. Uh, the fact that the buying committee internally is getting larger, more complex. Uh, you've got uh, you know already organizations that are increasingly matrix and difficult to get into. So we'll be talking about strategies to do that and a lot about account-based marketing, which we actually haven't covered a lot in sales pipeline radio so far this year as the frothiness has increased but a lot of companies talking about especially as we head into 2017 what account-based marketing means uh why it might matter to their organizations how they might make shifts from uh what they're doing today into account-based marketing and so excited to have jessica with us jessica thanks for joining sales pipeline radio Thanks for having me, Matt. Now, Jessica and I have seen a lot of each other over the last couple of months. Uh, we have um, the uh, demand base has been putting on a pretty significant roadshow uh, to talk about account-based marketing and enterprise marketing. Uh, we, uh, I was uh, honored to be a guest at the CMO Council uh, that they were part of a couple of days ago, and um, did a webinar yesterday. I think we're doing a tweet chat next week. I'm sure you're going to get sick of me and uh, at some point, but so far I'm glad that you keep sticking around and keep showing up for these. So maybe start with you know what exactly is account-based marketing. I think uh, it's really easy to start throwing around, you know, uh, acronyms and buzzwords, but, you know, if, independent of the words in the acronym, what does it mean to you as you think about uh, account-based marketing in the field today? Yeah, absolutely. So from at the highest level, I would say account-based marketing is really understanding who is your target audience and, and building a marketing mix around going after that target audience and along the way, aligning with your sales team on that same target so that you can deliver relevant messaging throughout the entire buyer's journey to really help them close more deals, help them close them faster, and hopefully help them close them with a larger average contact, average contract value. Um, at the end of the day, what it does is it makes your entire sales organization that much more efficient. And from a marketer's perspective, it's actually far more efficient of an approach as well. And so, you know, instead of, you know, trying to, to 
throw as many leads as we can over the wall and hope you know some of them work for the sales team now we're agreed upon who are the who are the targets we actually want to go after marketing then lines up all of their budget and their marketing mix behind those targets and then really brings in only the leads that the sales team is looking for um, and really helps them not just at the front end of the buyer's journey, but throughout the entire buyer's journey to um, really help affect their their close rates and bring, you know, at the end of the day, more revenue into the company. So CEB says that there's now like 6.8 members of that internal buying committee that are part of making a decision about any of our products and solutions. And every time I hear that quoted in an organization, in in a room where there are enterprise sellers, they're like, it's a lot more than that. Like, it's just complicated Mm -hmm. who we're selling into. So, you know, more than just picking off the right targets and, and, and speaking more precisely to the right people, organizing consensus inside of an organization to help increase sort of focus and velocity, I think is a key part of ABM as well. Talk a little bit about what that means and sort of that internal buying committee and, and how, you know, how effective ABM can make sense of that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, this is really where, you know, sales can feel um, the most support from marketing is around this entire buyer's committee because typically what they're going to be doing is they're going to be focused on that person with the budget authority need and a timeline right that that whole band model um because that's the person who's going to sign the contract right so that's Mm -hmm. generally where most of their efforts are spent one because that's the only person they actually have access to you know so sometimes they act as a gatekeeper to the rest of that by uh stakeholder committee um but two you know they only have so much bandwidth Right. So so they need to focus on that person who's eventually going to sign their contract. So here's where marketing comes in and marketing, you know, through the variety of methods that we have at our disposal or the variety of tactics can actually reach the rest of that buyer's committee. Um, But once again, like I said, really in concert with sales to make sure that marketing is delivering the same message um, at the same time to that entire buying committee that the sales rep is is delivering to that that individual that they're primarily focused on um, so that the, the messages are marrying each other and marketing can help bring the rest of that buying committee along to make their sales rep's job a whole lot easier. Talking with Jessica Fulis here today who runs field marketing for a demand base on sales pipeline radio and you know that internal buying committee exists inside your own organization as well uh, and I often find you know as as we are trying to get an organization get our own organizations bought off on new initiatives new focus areas driving that consensus internally is a real thing and so there's some ABM tactics we can use internally and I bring this up for a couple reasons you know one uh, I think it's important to sort of understand that when you're trying to when when you're trying to make a decision where more than one person is involved in any context of our lives and business. But also for those that are listening that are thinking ABM and account-based marketing, account-based revenue activities might make sense for their organization, knowing that it is not just a marketing function. It is a sales and marketing function together that requires a real shift in ongoing process and strategy and focus. You really kind of got to ABM yourself so and, and sort of make sure the rest of your organization is bought off on it as well. Talk a little bit about what that means and maybe talk a little bit about sort of introduce this uh, ABM expert guide that you brought to the marketplace as well. Yeah. So, you know, what what, what we were finding, quite honestly, in, in our own sales process was that the reason, you know, a lot of our sales reps weren't, weren't making the sale was because, um, you know, their key contact at the end of the day would come back and say, you know, love what you guys do and what you're able to do, but we don't have an ABM strategy here. So it doesn't make sense for us to invest in this technology right now. Right? Like that, it was just that simple. And so, you know, the, the light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, well, great. Let's figure out how to help them get past that roadblock. And so that's where we uh, 
we connected with Matt and said, okay, help us put together a guide, kind of a success kit that we can hand over to these very individuals that are like, I get it, I'm, in, I'm bought in on ABM, but everybody else isn't, that can help them sell it internally inside their organization. You know, and so what we did was we actually put together a three-part success kit, um, the first being a whole set of talking points to all the different stakeholders inside the, the committee. So, so far, you know, Matt mentioned both sales and marketing, but finance needs to be bought off on it um, because there's, there's the budget, the marketing budget's going to look very different from before ABM to after ABM. You know, the even the CEO, you know, the C-suite needs to be uh, bought off on it as well because, once again, the way that the sales team is operating is going to look a little different and, you know, in a perfect world or even in, a pretty good world, the sales team is going to be far more efficient. And so now the C-suite needs to be able to look at that and go, okay, so what does that mean for our revenue projections for the year, for our expenses, those sorts of things. So, um, you know, not only does sales need to be bought off on it, as does uh, your C-suite and as well as finance, um, you know, but as, as Matt alluded to yesterday during kind of the Q&A section of our, of our webinar, you know, marketing can sometimes actually be the hardest uh, organization or the hardest team to actually get on board with it, and that may seem somewhat counterintuitive, but, you know, even, you know, I can even say in, in full disclosure here at the Mandase, you know, when we first rolled out account-based marketing, there was some marketing-on-marketing marketing alignment issues. Um, you know, like I said, you know, for so long as B2B marketers, we've been focused on volume metrics. How many leads can you hand over to sales? You just kind of keep, keep the fire stoked, so to speak, um, knowing that only at the end of the day, 0.2% of them would, would convert to, to close loss or close one business, um, kind of per the serious decisions uh, uh, funnel model, um, you know, so, or waterfall model. So, you know, it, it's really hard to let go of old habits. Um, and so it took us probably two or three quarters here internally to get everybody committed to the, the, the quality versus quantity metrics that we had in place. And, you know, quite honestly, the, the, the easiest way to do that is to, to put KPIs and, you know, people's MBOs and their bonuses um, connected to things like pipeline versus, which is obviously a quality-based metric, versus quantity-based metrics like hand raises or MQLs. Talk a little bit about that cultural change that's required. I mean, like, I think, you know, independent of, you know, ABM versus versus anything else you're trying to change, I think oftentimes, you know, pe- not everyone is bought off on any kind of change. Um, sometimes yeah. you've got people that have the same objectives but different ideas of how to get there. There's political uh, sort of uh, conflicts there. Sometimes there are people that are scared about their job security. You know, what are some of the landmines you've seen in adopting ABM internally that people may not – be thinking about on the surface, but that can, you know, slow down or kill the ability for you to make this shift. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is, this is where kind of having that agreement kind of across all the teams, um, but then also internally inside of marketing becomes really important. Um, like I said, there's kind of this, this, this shift from quantity to quality, which inherently everybody buys off on there, right? Like they say, you, you go to the, the SVP of sales or the CRO and say, hey, we're going to bring you higher quality leads through an account-based marketing strategy. And they go, sounds great. And then you say, but just so you know, the overall volume is actually going to go down um, because we're not really going to be bringing you any of those those leads that aren't on your target account list anymore. And then they go, whoa, whoa, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I like that, <laughs> right? Like, you may, you're, we already feel like we don't get enough leads from you and now you're going to give up less, right? So it's, it's, 
really getting behind that, and, and, and this is what, you know, kind of the success kit helps out with a little bit, is it, it's how do you really explain that difference? And, yes, it's going to be fewer, but it's going to be more of the ones that you want. Um, and so your team, you know, your sales team is going to spend less time sifting through the, the garbage, and they're only going to get the gold. Um, so that's going to make them that, that much more efficient uh, in what they're doing. What and before we go to break here, real quick, I mean, give me a quick example of where you've seen uh, sort of ABMs sort of accelerate the path towards sales and marketing working more closely together, which which I think impacts more than just your enterprise sales. It impacts the efficacy and penetration rate of all of your sales efforts. Yeah, so um, you know, it, it, it's funny. I go in to talk to a lot of customers and prospects as just kind of part of my job, and um, whenever I go in and 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 talk to these organizations, they always say, well, who should be in the room? And they immediately go, well, the demand gen team. And I absolutely agree with that. But I'm like, you know, it's, it's really a whole marketing um, initiative. But also, I'm like, get some of the sales team in the, in the room, right? Because, you know, the sales team needs to be bought off on this. They need to come along for the ride. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of sales leaders go, great, you're going to do account-based marketing. Here's my target account list. Now go market to it, mm-hmm. which could be a place to start from, right? But, you know, when it really works best is when sales and marketing co-develop that target account list because then everybody is invested in that list, everybody's bought off on that list, and then the two teams work together. And then, you know, because everybody's bought off on the list, everybody's bought off on the efficacy of account-based marketing, now you have less of the issues where sales reps will say, sorry, it's my account, I'm already talking to somebody, marketing, stay out of it. But now they're working in, in concert with each other um, like I said, to help with that kind of that efficiency, those efficiency metrics um, to help each and every individual sales rep sell more at the end of the year. Absolutely. Hey, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more with Jessica Felis from Demand Base talking about account-based marketing, talking about how to build consensus for new initiatives internally. Talk about what we have coming the rest of the year and uh, wrap up. Thanks very much for joining us again. This is uh, Sales Pipeline Radio. It's no longer enough for B2B marketers to feed their sales team with qualified leads, supply them with content, and bid them good luck the rest of the way. Today's full funnel marketers are actively working side-by-side with the sales team throughout every stage of the buying journey and sales process, embracing revenue responsibility and measuring their impact based on not just sales pipeline contribution, but marketing influence on closed business and direct revenue growth. Download your free copy of Matt Hines' latest book, Full Funnel Marketing at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And, amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. 
And now back to Matt and his guests. Thank you very much. Well, thanks, everybody, again, for joining us at Sales Pipeline Radio. We just have a couple episodes here left in the uh, remainder of 2016 before we start a brand new year. Uh, very excited for some upcoming guests we have. We have uh, John Miller, who is the founder of Engageo. Speaking of uh, account-based marketing, Engageo is a great platform that helps marketers uh, actually execute uh, in ABM in a lot in a lot greater context. He's also the co-founder of Marketo. Uh, he is almost always the smartest man in the room. Uh, I can't say that about a lot of people, but he is an incredibly smart guy that uh, has done a lot to sort of grow modern marketing. So excited to have John joining us. And we will also very excited to have Grant Cardone join us. Grant, if you are in sales, you know Grant. He is a sales speaker, blogger, influencer, writer, and has influenced, I, I can easily say, influenced more than uh, in millions of sales professionals around the country. Excited to have him come talking about his new book as well. But today, very excited to continue to talk with Jessica Fulis, who runs Field Marketing for Demand Base and specifically about account-based marketing and really how to sell account account-based marketing inside your organization and these tips and best practices apply to really any new initiative, any new focus area you're trying to get, trying to drive inside an organization where you've got a variety of viewpoints, objectives, uh, perspectives, politics, you name it. Uh, speaking of uh, the, those points of conflict or friction, what, what are some of the objections that you hear, Jessica, you know, in among customers? I mean, I hear Obviously, you know, selling a platform that enables a great level of enterprise and more complex uh, sort of modern marketing. Um, you know, I'm assuming some of the objections you hear from people in your own sales process probably are, 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 are reflective, not necessarily objections to the product, but really concerns people have about adopting change and adopting something different. What are some of the things that you've seen in people's pushback on account-based marketing? Yeah. So as I as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's definitely the issues with the the qual, you know, shifting away from the quantity to the quality based metrics. That's definitely a big thing. You know, a lot of times the marketing team will just say, "Hey, you know, our sales team won't talk to us," <laughs> right? So, so they're like, "That is just a non-starter. We don't have a relationship with our sales team. We do our thing, and they do their thing, and and hopefully it all works out at the end of the day, right?" That's becoming less and less common. But that's definitely a very real um, issue that we, that we do here. Um, you know, there's also a lot of, you know, everybody's comfortable with what they know. You know, so like I said, when, when, when folks come from a background heavy in, in inbound, inbound's the way to go. Inbound's the way that we're going we're gonna to get our business there. You know, they have a hard time shifting away to being more proactive, right? They've, they've been trained. they built their career on being that kind of inbound reactive kind of um, strategy. So now to make that shift to be more proactive, know the accounts you want to go after and you go proactively go find them and engage with them. That's another thing that's definitely kind of a tough shift for, for people. But, um, you know, I mean, think the other thing, you know, specific to kind of the demand-based sales process or even, you know, any, um, I think it would be for a lot of ABM marketing technologies, is just the budget. Nobody right now has an ABM budget line item. That's definitely a tough one uh, for people to kind of figure out. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's definitely not insurmountable. Even if your budget is locked and loaded for 2017, if you decide, you know what, we're actually going to go ABM for 2017, but your budget's already kind of locked in, as long as you have wheel room to st- shift that budget around, you can find the budget to actually engage in an account-based marketing strategy. And in fact, your budget's going to go a lot further when you're truly only focused on a target account list because no longer do you have to pay the high premium for tactics that allow you to cast a wide net with your marketing approach, but rather, like I said, you're much more proactive, and so you can go razor focus on those 500, um, you know, the 50, 500, or even 5,000 accounts 
that you're focused on, depending on the size of your on the size of your business. Yeah, I mean, but I'm glad you brought up budget because that's a really important component of this. I think you know, anytime you look at something like this, say, well, it's going to cost a lot more money. How do we do that? So you brought up some good perspectives on budget, but you know, uh, help put that in context. And I think this is where a lot of companies don't do a very good job. They say, well, we need this money or we need this more investment to achieve to 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 do this new initiative. They don't always put that in context of what it's going to deliver. Talk a little bit about setting the foundation of outcomes up front, making sure that the organization, especially leadership, your CFOs, your COOs, and others understand why they're doing this in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, so anytime you can talk about more efficient budget spend and ROI with your CFO, he's going to like, you know, hear, hear, hear bells and, and rain and see rainbows, right? He's going to be very excited. If you can say, walk into his office and definitively say, each one of our sales reps is going to be able to sell more. They're going to do it faster. And the marketing budget is actually going to be much more efficient and produce a lot more, right? If you can say that up front, they go, great. Now they're going to want to dig into the numbers, um, you know, but actually Matt was instrumental in helping us build kind of a, an ROI calculator for an ABM strategy. So just straight up, you know, if you start aligning your sales and marketing teams, if you focus on a target account list, if you spend your budget in a manner that allows you to, to, to target only those target accounts, you know, you're going to see a substantive uptick, not just kind of that, you know, single-digit increase in revenue year over year, but rather almost more of a hockey stick where, you know, like I said, across the board, marketing's going to be more efficient. Every single sales rep's going to be more efficient. Um, and so at the end of the day, the, the company's just going to be able to sell a lot more products. So talk a little about 2017 as we just, you know, we're kind of around the corner here now. We just got a couple minutes before we wrap up. Uh, tell me a little bit about where you see this all going. Is this going to, are we looking at greater adoption? Is there something that needs to happen in the market uh, in terms of early adopters showing more results from this that get more companies on board? How do you see that evolving? Yeah, absolutely. So I've actually been at demand base now for three and a half years. And so three and a half years ago, we were kind of the only ones out there beating the ABM drought. Right. It was it was it was kind of a lonely uh, marketplace out there, you know, and, and, and it was one of those things that, you know, three years ago, we'd go to shows or, you know, host events. And and the story was, hey, account based marketing, it's really cool. Here's what it is. Here's why you should do it. And people will go, yeah, that's really cool. And then that's kind of where the conversation would end. <laughs> and then, you know, two years ago, it was more of like, okay, ABM. Yep. Okay. This is something I should know more about. Tell me more. So they wanted to dig in a little bit more onto the, what does it look like? How does it take shape in an organization? How do you actually think about trying to implement something like this? And, and, but those conversations, you know, two years ago would end with, yep, that's really interesting, but I don't have the bandwidth or the budget for it this year. So I'm going to have to look at it for 2016. Well, then in 2016, what we saw was suddenly this huge uptick in people going, okay, account-based marketing, yep, totally makes sense. I'm hearing about it everywhere. I get it. I don't want to know what it is anymore. Tell me how to go do it. So that's been kind of the big shift. And now, you know, for 2017, it's definitely going to be the, tell me how to go do it, but tell me how to do it better, right? I've been practicing account-based marketing, or we ran a pilot in 2016. We like it. We want to go big in 2017. So tell me how to do it better. Tell me how to scale it. There, there, I think that you're going to start to see more, you know, user groups and meetups and stuff around the topic of account-based marketing. So it's not just these thought leaders out there talking about it, but it's actual practitioners learning from each other and really writing the playbook on what um, best practices are around account-based marketing. 
That sounds great. Well, just real quick before we wrap up, uh, you meant referenced this ABM expert guide that we worked on together. Uh, great resources to help uh, companies uh, really sort of you know uh, evangelize and sell the idea of and and rationale for ABM internally. Where, where do people get a copy of that? Absolutely. So on uh, demandbase.com, we've got a whole ABM resource center out there, which has uh, the the success kit is out there um, for quick download by anybody listening to this, along with other a bunch of other webinars around topics like budgeting um, and workshops around, you know, how to think about building your target account list, how to get your sales and marketing teams aligned. So a whole host of resources out there if you're just getting started. And if you're, you know, beyond the just getting started and want to um, really think about how to how to scale and, and improve your ABM strategies, um, you know, Demand Base actually started last year an ABM certification program, which we're continuing this year and building out an advanced course. So, you know, if you really want to get with like-minded B2B marketers who have already dabbled in ABM, um, that course is probably the, the place to go. Perfect. Thanks very much. Thanks so much to our guest today, Jessica Fulis uh, from Demandbase, talking about ABM and complex selling both internally as well as externally with your prospects. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us today on Sales Pipeline Radio. If you want to get a replay of this uh, session today and hear any of our past guests, you can get those at salespipelineradio.com anytime on demand for free. You can also subscribe to our podcast at the iTunes Store and Google Play and encourage you to do that to make sure you don't miss any episode. And join us every week, Thursday at 11.30 Pacific, 2.30 Eastern for more exciting guests, more great conversations about sales and marketing and managing the pipeline. And until next week, thanks for joining us. This is Matt Hines. Thanks very much for listening to Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been riding the pipeline with Surfer himself. Mind's <laughs> marketing.